0: A strange lady she made me nervous she took me in and gave me breakfast she said you come from a land outralia la, la, la? beating new zealand 36 to 18 tonight at Amy Park broadcast to you live channel on SEN and SENZ right around Australia and New Zealand and Australia scoring six tries to three, winning 36-18 they'll top the Pacific Cup group which is the top tier of this Pacific Championship tournament and they should, even though it's in New Zealand next week, go in as favourites now into the final of this tournament, convincing win for the Aussies Welcome back to Mornings here on ECNZ, Sammy Ackman with you this morning, filling in for Ian Smith. Now, uh, as you heard there, quite the result it was uh, for New Zealand and Australia, coming together in the, uh, the first of two encounters in the Pacific Championship, and one, of course, by those Aussies uh, in quite a convincing fashion on the scoreboard in the end. So uh, we're gonna talk about uh, that in just a moment. Uh, thank you for listening to the show. We are thrilled to have you here. It's brought to you by Brandt, your local John Deere equipment supplier. We're joined on the line by the host of SCN's Breakfast with Brandy and Vossi and a former kangaroo himself and Greg Alexander. Always grateful for your time on the show, uh, Brandy. Uh, your initial thoughts to what was a, uh, a willing
1: test Well, Sam, we're both filling in. You for Ian Smith and me for Andrew Voss. So, uh, yeah, happy to chat. And, uh, look, it was a good test match, and we we were waiting for this one. I'm Probably a little surprised that we didn't start the Pacific Championships with the Australia-Kiwi match, and then they didn't have to double up and and back up uh, two weeks in a row playing each other. But this one's in New Zealand, uh, so that should advantage the Kiwis uh, somewhat. Um, I, I think the final score was... Probably a little bit misleading, you know, two tries in the final two minutes, 78th minute Ben Hunt, the 80th minute Cameron Murray. So that blew the score out from 26, 18 to 36 to 18. I I, I enjoyed the test match. I thought there was some good moments, uh, some very good performances by the Australians and the Kiwis. Um, And I thought the first half, five tries scored in the first half, four from or four that involved kicks And I think that said, just how tough the defence was uh, on both teams. And they had to, you know, get their kicking game out, Jerome Hughes, with a couple of very well-placed kicks for two tries. Uh, James Tedesco uh, also putting in a nice kick to get things started with a try to Val Holmes. But, uh, yeah, I enjoyed the test match. I was
0: really thoroughly impressed uh, with
1: the, uh, and I think it's a huge moment in the game, uh,
0: the impact made by Harry Grant off the bench, and I don't think Ben Hunt played poorly by any stretch, but the, the dummy half uh, service for Australia, we know that there is a lot of injuries right now uh, in that position for the Kiwis, but far out. That was a, a game changer for me.
1: Yeah, I thought the combination, and, and it's the Queensland combination that have been so good for, for Queensland um, in, in state of origin, and it works so well uh, ben Hunt starting the game's tough. He's a he's a very good defender, uh, but he's also clever and he's a good halfback. Um, and when if he can play, and I thought he did a good job. And then Harry Grant off the bench, I thought that was probably the difference in the two sides. There were some really great, nice touches from Hamaso, Tabuai Fido. I thought he was uh, he was outstanding for the Aussies and. You know, came up with a brilliant pass for the first Lindsay Collins try and their impact off the bench was strong Collins and Patrick Carrigan when they came onto the field. But Hammersow with a a nice move to get on the outside of Joey Manu in the second half for Dylan Edwards try. Just two classy moments from Hammersow. But uh, I think the big difference is that, that dummy half combination that Australia have, no Brandon Smith, no Jeremy Marshall King for the Kiwis. So... You know, if you've got Kieran Foran, who's doing a great, you know, Kieran's doing his best, but he doesn't play hooker week to week. Uh, And New Brown, you know, doing his best as well, but not in the same class as the uh, the two hookers from Australia. Yeah, the, the
0: speed that uh, when when uh, the dummy half play was was rolling on was was quite phenomenal. We look, we know the Australians are world champions. We know they're a strong side, but I was really uh, intrigued by the by the forward back battle and uh, a man that you know well uh, with your Panthers connections, James Fisher Harris. He is uh, he he went into uh, not just his usual aggressive mode. This was full beast mode from uh, mm-hmm. James Fisher Harris
1: in this test. Uh, yeah, it was, and uh, you know it's great. I, I enjoyed. And James, new captain too. I mm. I loved the chat before last week's game, before the Samoan game, and he 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 almost answered the questions like he plays the game. Just brutally <laughs> honest and just short and sharp to the point. Uh, doesn't do much talking on the field. It's all you know, leads by example. I you know I love him, and he and he was as tough as anything on on Saturday afternoon. I thought him and Joey Tarpany were were fantastic early. Uh, in the first forty minutes, uh, and it was a it was a great battle in the middle. Uh, as I said, the impact that both Lindsay Collins and Pat Carrigan made when they came onto the field was, I, I thought, immediate. And uh, but the, the forward battle, as it always is in the Australian New Zealand games, with Fisher Harris and Moses Leota, the two Penrith boys who were so good through the season, uh, Joey Tarpeny. I guess that's something else that <clears throat> the Kiwis. They don't really have that. well they don't have someone like Torhu Harris like Torhu Harris, um, you know, or Isaiah Yo who does a great job as the ball playing thirteen. Uh, the Kiwis pack is really it's it's three front rowers and well it's five front rowers. You're throwing Nelson and Griffin Neiman, and Leo Thompson, six front rowers without a, without a ball playing lock. It does limit the Kiwis I think a bit in attack. Well, they just can't rely on that. As an extra option So there, there's a point of difference too Between the two sides Yeah, certainly uh, The injuries and availability of the Kiwis Has been uh, a difficult mm. one uh, to
0: take on And if Toy Harris was available he'd be, I agree with you, Brandy he would be a, a complete Great. lady down Absolutely. And yep. uh, now, as as we look at this uh, this game, there was uh, some good moments from New Zealand. I thought the way that they were uh, plugging away and uh, and pushing the uh, pushing the game right up until those late stages was uh, impressive because that game could have got away on them much earlier uh, than a dead scoreline wise. So, uh, given that we are backing up this week. Does Do you take an advantage? You've played in, in back-to-back tests uh, before. Mm. What, what's do you, Given this is a final uh, and that mm. there was quite, quite, unquote, nothing on the line as far as uh, what you look to achieve for next week goes, Does New, do you think New Zealand fired all their shots? Do you think there was any rope at open this at all? Uh,
1: no, well, I, I, yeah, I, I don't think there was, no. You, you can't go on the, out in the field. And, and Michael Maguire went in with the same side, his strongest side. You know, there's no doubt that, you know, I don't think Michael Maguire brings any players from the extended squad into the team to take on Australia in the final. So I think Madge, you know, played his best team. They had the week off originally, played Samoa, did such a good job dismantling the Samoan side 50-0. And then he kept the same side and he'll have to probably keep the same side coming into the final. So, but there's no doubt that they... They, they might have kept some things up their sleeves, but they were, they were going 100%. The, the, you, don't, you don't take it easy because you're no. playing the side the following week. Um, where the Australians will change their side, um, you know, Jake Trebojevic um, and I don't know who else will miss out in terms of the middles. I think he'll keep Yo and Carrigan. But they're still paying Haas and Tino to come in and also... Flegler's oh, got to drop out, doesn't he? he, will, he, he well, he, he, I guess he Flegler...
0: Hell of a player, but when you've got uh, when you've got Tino and, and Haas, well, two, you're not leaving them out.
1: That's right. Two front rowers will miss out. Uh, whether it's Reuben Cotter. You know, Reuben Cotter played on yep. the edge. Liam Martin will come back in and, and play on the edge. So I guess the decision will be, does he stay with Cotter or does he go with Flegler? Um, probably stays with Cotter, who has the ability to play on the edge if needed. Um, and that does give Mal a little bit of flexibility if he's got Ruben there uh, to also play on an edge. So you would think that it would be the side Australia pick for the Samoan game, uh, depending on what he wants to do with Dylan Edwards and Selwyn Cobbo. Um, mm. I thought Dylan was outstanding. Um, you know, whether the, the drop kick goes against him, I don't know. Um, and whether Mal thinks that... Because Selwyn was pretty ordinary in the game, in the opening game for Australia, and... Um, very slow to turn and chase the kicks. Really wasn't that interested in running the ball hard, which Sel- when Selwyn runs hard, he's a, he's a hard man to bring down. I, I, I thought he was really off the pace in the opening game. Uh, so that will be a decision Mal will have to make, whether he goes with Dylan or, or Selwyn comes back into the lineup. But otherwise, yeah, well, you've got Payne, Haas, and Tino, who were so good in the, the opening game against Samoa uh, for the Aussie team. Uh, they'll come back in and be the, front, uh, the starting front rowers.
0: Now, uh, we obviously, we've mentioned Harry Grant. That, that jersey is tattooed on his back. He's not losing his spot. Uh, but given that this, this is the final, you mentioned these uh, these options they have. Do you think someone like Nico Hines uh, will probably drop out to allow for an, a bit more size on the
1: bench? Uh, I think so. You know, Nico did well when he came onto the field. But I, I, I think, you know, I, I think with the fact that, you know, Nico can, you know, jump. Anywhere really, uh, but generally he's covered for the halves. And I think you've got you've, you've got half cover with Ben Hunt. Uh, you know, if there's an injury, if if someone, if one of the halves went down, Ben Hunt can play half, and Harry Grant p- can play hooker. So uh, I think you've got that covered. So I, I think he'll go. I think Nico will probably miss out, and he'll he'll stick with what he went with in the the opening game against Samoa.
0: You mentioned before uh, speaking with Greg Alexander, former Kangaroo. Uh, I'm I was really impressed to see uh, Madge Maguire pick a team that he has the intention of playing through all three games because that's was that's what it was like, Brandy, wasn't it? You, you pick a team and you earn a spot, or your or your your spot gets taken away from you, whatever it happens. Rather mm. than uh, rest and rotation, as we've seen usually this is, I think, within this uh, within the camp, it, it must be an emboldening feeling knowing that this is this is what it is. You're not just if you're here, you don't just get handed a jumper
1: yes that is always you know the decision that you know when you're in the tournament whether you do that or not um uh, mal opted to rest a couple of players and and i guess you've got to take into account the individuals too Uh, like sometimes you know well james fisher harris and moses grant they didn't play origin but some of the players that mal rested were players that have had a huge year um you know and i've kind of been a you know I, I don't know if we can just keep flogging the players that play in every game the players that play rep footy through the year origin back up for their clubs through that period they might miss a game because they're forced to rest uh, but it's it's a big season and then those team those teams and the players involved in the teams that went through to the grand final that's a lot of footy And then you roll around you have a week off and you're back into training again after a grand final. And then you've got three games, and you know for the for the Australian, they're three big games. Um, so I can understand the resting some players and not 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 really cheapening the jumper by bringing some players up. Uh, but you know, when you look at the individuals, I think you have to take into account what sort of season that they've had, and do they need a rest? And some some of them do, some of them need a rest. It's it's a long season, but I understand you. I understand what you're saying about the Kiwis. So, yeah, pick your best side and go with it, and don't just reward players because you know it's a rotation policy. I, I get both. I get both sort of theories on it. Oh, look, you, you see someone like Valentine Holmes who comes in. The difference he, uh, he can make is strike.
0: strike uh, and you wouldn't say no one can sit here and say that uh, Jake Trebovich and Thomas Flegler don't deserve to be correct uh, in the Kangaroos' reckoning. They're not. They're not players who are um, who are investments in the future. They're, these are right now. Uh, capable of of standing and delivering a test outfit, so completely comfortable with that. Now, uh, it's in New Zealand. We know it's a different uh, a different ball game when it comes over here. We also know that New Zealand has proven themselves in recent times, and uh, by recent, I'm I'm kind of talking over the last ten and almost 20 years now. If we're being fair, they are a tournament team. When the, the, what happens to them in pool play does not neg- decide what happens to them when they're suddenly a trophy on the line.
1: Yeah, that's true. That is true, and and so for that reason, I'm 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 discounting what happened. Not not that the fact that you know Australia won the game, but I I, I don't think what happened on Saturday in Melbourne uh, will have any bearing on what happens um, in Hamilton. I, I I just think both teams are quality. I think there's a couple of players out of that Kiwi side that will be looking for a little bit of redemption. Uh, Dylan Brown, I, I thought was very quiet. Jerome Hughes. I thought did a great job. Uh, Dylan Brown can play a lot better than what he did on the weekend. Uh, Joey Mar, who was probably outpointed by Hamaso. So, um, yeah, both teams, both teams are great teams. We've spoken about the strength of their forwards. Both sides are strong. We've spoken about the points of difference with the, 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 the dummy half combination with Australia, probably giving them a bit of an edge, a ball-playing lock. Uh, but that does not mean by any... Stretch of the imagination that the Kiwis aren't a big chance of winning. They're they're a great team, There's, and they've got some great players, and could quite easily turn the tables on Australia if Australia aren't on on their game. So it, it is it's that simple, really. Um, both teams are full of class players, and you know it'll it'll it's a contest coming up. Can I
0: cannot wait for it, Brandy. It's going to be special. now, uh, as you as you know, uh, the the haka is a pretty special moment, but. I don't know. The, the key, I, I think the Kiwi side, in, in my personal opinion, of any, um, any form of sport in this country, the Kiwis deliver their haka in the most passionate way of, of any sporting team uh, that I've uh, got the joy of watching and far out. that, that The intensity of the, the haka uh, walking up and the, and the kangaroos rightfully holding their ground uh, in the boomerang shape uh, for that stare down, that was intense.
1: Yeah, I, I love watching it too. And, and I think the All Blacks do a pretty good job at the Harker as well. Yeah, they're all right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah. it's great theatre and the emotion, um, you know, it's a shame that uh, after all that passion and emotion involving the Harker and then Jermaine Sake puts the ball, then just puts a puts a pin in the balloon. It's all gone. But, uh, yeah, the Harker was fantastic and it's great Great vision, isn't it? When you see them walk up to the Australians who are holding their line, and you had Nico Hines rubbing heads with Ronaldo Mulatalo and uh, Big Nelson, uh, that was great in the Samoan game too. The, the the you know the two war dances between Samoa and and the uh, the Kiwis and the face-off. It's it's all good stuff and adds to it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It, it didn't. It wasn't just popping the balloon. It was. It was undoing it and letting it out slowly, yes. and <laughs> letting you see the balloon fly around the room. Bring <laughs> the. Yeah. I just. I, I, I let out a, uh, a squeal that sounded more like a, a, a um, kangaroo being attacked by a dingo <laughs> than it did uh, a balloon popping. It was. Yeah. it Was a very very sad sight in my in my, my household. Uh, and if you reckon that hark was intense, wait till you see it in Hamilton.
1: Looking forward to it. Um, yeah, can't wait. Actually, I'm calling the game for Fox Sports, which is Fox League. So I'll be covering the game for Fox, which um, I'm looking forward to. And that will be, well, that's, that winds up a very long rugby league season, doesn't it? This weekend with uh, the Fiji and, and PNG sides doing battle on the Sunday up there in Port Moresby. It's been a monster year.
0: It's been, it's been huge. Obviously, uh, the, the Panthers, uh, your pride and joy, again, uh, top of the tree. But f- for you, uh, you reflect on what has been a massive year. A, you must be looking forward to a little bit of a break from uh, that intensity of uh, of that. But uh, two, your kind of thoughts on how league has looked after itself this year. We spent all, all morning uh, here talking about how uh, rugby can be in uh, its own worst enemy with the uh, with the TMO and the, uh, the match officials after the World Cup final, uh, Brandy. But how, how do you mm. think rugby league's looking after after itself at the moment,
1: uh, I, th- I think 2023 was one of the best seasons. It was certainly one of the closest seasons we've had. And, and you do, after a long year, you have to, you know, cast your mind back. And something that I've been doing, I am a tragic, but uh, is catching up on all the early season games with uh, the 15, 20-minute um, Fox Sports highlights. So if you, yeah. you know, I, 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 any spare time I've got, I'll be watching just those 20-minute games and realising what a season it was. You know, for the first twelve rounds, we had you know the Dolphins winning their first three games, Amazing. which was just crazy. Like no one, no one thought you know that they'd have that sort of season. Certainly, the start, uh, the Warriors' year, I th- I think added plenty to what was a great rugby league season. The Warriors were just again one of the talking points um, of the year. Uh, what the Panthers were able to do, um, you know, the demise and and some of the big na- the big teams missing the finals, the Eels, the Bunnies. Uh, So we had an incredible year of rugby league and uh, league is, I I think league is, you know, on the rise and it has been for the last few years since COVID, since the rule changes. Uh, The media coverage of rugby league in Australia, I think has just exploded and everyone is talking uh, rugby league right up until now. We've still got the internationals playing and then, you know, there is talk about what teams are doing in the off season, there's players that they're signing. I, I haven't spent a year... As, as a commentator where league has been on the lips of, you know, so many people here in Sydney and Australia, but I'm just talking about people that I bump into in the streets that, that are just, just, you know, so rusted on and loving their league. So it's been a big year, and I'm sure 2024 will be even bigger with the, the season starting in Vegas and uh, everything that rolls off the back of that, uh, teams improving. Uh, can teams aim up again that that did well in 2023? So it's been a it's been a fantastic year.
0: Yeah, look, and rugby-wise over here as well, there's obviously a lot of uh, dejection after the result of the World Cup final. But uh, geez, we'll take our position over uh, rugby in Australia, especially with least the, you got there.
1: Eddie Jones cutting and running. Yes, yeah, gone. Yeah, yeah, revealed yesterday that that Eddie was finished, and uh, we have been talking a fair bit of that. Uh, on on the breakfast show this morning about just you know what a disastrous year it's been for rugby after the re-signing of Eddie Jones bringing him back signing a five-year deal uh, and them not winning a test match coming into the World Cup and then you know bowing out bef- not even making the quarterfinals so yeah rugby's had a tough year but it's it's you know like, like all it's a resilient sport it'll it'll bounce back they need to focus and, and I think change how they're doing things with rugby over here and league is and eddie jones mentioned that in his in his chat this morning about you know why he was why he was quitting and you know the problems with rugby and it is you know that's it's got a bit to do with rugby league you know identifying talent young and you know taking players either away from rugby or just being that dominant that uh you know rugby don't have the pick of the best kids anymore
0: no, well, it's the long way. Continue for rugby league, but geez, we, we, I can tell on this side of the team, we while we do laugh, uh, and Eddie Jones's business model of signing long contracts and getting out early, and getting paid out, is, is continuing to work really well for him. Uh, it is, yeah. New Zealand wants to see. Australia rugby strong, just as we want to see um, New Zealand step up in rugby uh, rugby league to uh, yep. better foot it uh, as regularly as we can with the uh, with the Aussies as well, because that was what was all about international competition, and uh, we can't do it without each other. Looking forward intensely to the final. Enjoy the call uh, and your coverage with Fox, and one last game of league for the season, Brandy. Beautiful. Good to talk, Sam.